This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Mark Willard, and this is Inside Giant Moments, presented by T-Mobile, an official San Francisco Giants podcast. In season one, we looked back at some of the most iconic moments in franchise history. Now, it's time to focus on the present and future. We'll cover memorable wins and the off-field moments, interests, and personalities of the 2021 Giants team and staff. Join us for season two of Inside Giant Moments, now. The Giants have had a very special first half this year, but it could have been very different if not for one game. On Friday night, May 28th, the Giants were in L.A., having lost all four of their games to the Dodgers to that point in the season series. A three-run homer by Austin Barnes had tied the game at five in the bottom of the ninth, so the fan base was already frustrated when Albert Pujols stepped to the plate. He launched it deep to left, and the Giants were facing not just another loss, but one that could have lasting effects. That's when Mike Talkman made a name for himself with a stunning catch, robbing Pujols of a game-winning home run. The first man there to greet Talkman on the ground was center fielder Steven Duggar. He took me step-by-step step through what was an eventual 8-5, to 10-inning win, which led to a four-game win streak that set the season back on track. You were two for four, including a home run, in what might have been the game of the year so far, game two of that series in Los Angeles. T- take me through the energy of that night through your eyes being out on the field. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, as a competitor, um, it's one of the best series. Uh, you know, we look forward to playing the Dodgers, man. They're a good team, you know. they've uh, Padres are a good team. Dodgers are a good team. I mean, NLS is loaded. So anytime we get a chance to play those guys, um, especially the Dodgers, it's uh, – it's an electric atmosphere. I mean, we all expected it. It's Dodger Stadium, you know. Uh, so uh, I think being able to just come out and be resilient after the first night and, um, you know, closing out the road trip on a positive note, it was, it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. That was a, that was a good game for us. Um, you know, definitely against those guys, man. They're, uh, they're, always, a, they're always a tough game for sure. Were you guys feeling a little added pressure having lost the first four this season to the Dodgers? I know it's May, and I know maybe you don't separate too much about teams, but but was was there a little bit building there? I don't think so, man, to be honest with you. I think the game plan has been strong. Um, they've got good players. We've got good players. They just uh, they, they play better here. When, 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 they came, when they came to San Francisco, they just – they uh, – they attacked, they were, they were playing well. And I think, uh, you know, when we had a chance to go back to LA, we just wanted to kind of right the ship a little bit. Um, and, uh, I think we were able to do that getting three, um, three out of four down there and getting back home. Give me the emotions in the dugout, uh, for the buster home run, the three run homer that gives you the five, two lead. 
Oh, it's huge. It's huge. Um, he, 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 you know, he's our captain, man. Uh, he's been swinging the hell out of the bat. Uh, looks incredible in the box, as do a lot of guys. Uh, but when that one came off the bat, well, we all knew it. Um, so it was, uh, it was definitely a, it was definitely a turning point, I think, for the series. Kind of just got us going, and um, we were able to carry that momentum for the rest of the series, uh, for sure. I think. Now give me the emotions of, of the Austin Barnes home run. What, what, how long does it take you to sort of receive that as a teammate? Yeah. I mean, again, they've, they've got, they've got a really, they've got really good players. Um, they, uh, you could kind of feel that they were building an inning there and, um, you know, we feel super confident with Raj on the mound at all times. Um, you know, but, he got a good pitch to hit, and he didn't miss it. And hats off to him for for making it a game. But uh, you know, I don't think we flinched. We got right back in the box and and, and the top of the tenth and put it on him. Uh, kind of put it away. Yeah, before the top of the tenth, though. I mean, the the, the next at bat is one that's going to be remembered for a long time with Pujols hitting it deep to left. You were the first person to reach Mike Talkman after he makes the catch and he's he's on the ground. What what did you say to him? Well, first and foremost, I just went over to him and said, "Hey, bro, you all right?" <laughs> it looked like he uh, he looked like he got his elbow pretty good yep. over there on the chain link fence. But um, that was one of the most incredible catches I've seen in person ever. I mean, that was not only the catch itself, but the situation and the moment right. that, uh, that that he pulled that off. I mean, that was that was pure electricity, man to kind of just feel the energy in the stadium kind of like, Oh my God, how did that just happen? Uh, and we rode that right on into the 10th. Um, that was a big, big play, uh, needless to say, um, for that game for sure. <laughs> so you say, are you okay? What was his reaction? Because he did look a little dazed when he came down. I think, yeah, I think, uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. He's, he's, he's such a calm, uh, cool headed guy. Uh, you know, in the moment, um, and just a true pro, man, like he had done it before millions of times. <laughs> so uh, we were kind of just, we were kind of just suave, man, to be honest. Oh, uh, man. But that was, yeah, that was one hell of a catch for sure. No yeah. doubt about it. As an outfielder, what goes into a catch like that? What, what's your appreciation level for something like that? Oh, man, it's through the roof, you know, uh, you know, would you rather rob a homer or hit one yourself? I mean, <laughs> sometimes robbing one feels feels even more special. Um, and I would definitely say that in that in that uh, in that situation, that's that's all you dream about, man. Taking taking one away, uh, especially especially in that situation. Uh, Wild. Yeah, you guys get back to the dugout. What's what's the vibe? What's going on? Oh, we're dialed. Locked in. Uh, just, just, uh, just an incredible. Like I said, man, just incredible play. I think we all fed off of it. Um, and then right from the rip, uh, Lamont. I think Lamont put together a really good at bat. I believe I was on second, actually. Yeah, yeah. You were the base runner. I was going to ask yeah. you when you when you saw that liner, any hesitation, or did you read it perfectly? Uh, I, I felt like I felt I felt like I got a really good read on it. I knew where they were playing. Um, the ball definitely travels a little bit 
in L.A. Um, at nighttime, maybe more neutral, but I felt like off the bat it was going to be uh, it was going to fall. Um, so I just took off and uh, yeah, big at bat from Lamont, and uh, I think we just kept scrapping away and got got two more. Uh, yeah, crazy, crazy night for sure. So if you feel like it's just another game on the way in, were you still feeling that way on the way out after the game's over? Yeah. I mean, it was, uh, I think it was just such a big win for us. Uh, cause it, we just continue to carry the momentum. Um, obviously Walker on, on, on that night. And then we knew we had Urias and Kershaw to follow. And, uh, I think we just, we just carry the momentum from that night into the next night and into the day game and um, really finished finish strong on the road trip. Uh, that was obviously the first two wins in Arizona. And then being able to, uh, to close it out like that in L.A. Was, was, uh, was definitely nice for sure. Next up, a man the Giants have been waiting for. Pitcher Tyler Beatty underwent the dreaded Tommy John surgery last year just as his career was coming into focus. Now he's back, having been called up in early July. Did you know Beatty is much more than a pitcher? He's also got a budding music career under the name Young Beta. Okay, Young Beta, I wanna I wanna chat out some music with you if uh, if if you're good with that. Um, how how would you describe your your music taste? I mean, you're from Massachusetts, but you end up going to school in Nashville, so that may, maybe it evolves over time. You tell me. How would you describe it? Yeah, you know, I, man, my music tastes very eclectic. You know, I think I I enjoy so many different genres of music depending on the maybe the mood I'm in or the environment I'm in. You know, I'm I've always been a guy who has enjoyed hip hop and you know like uh, lyricism and poetry. Uh, so I've I've always um, naturally geared towards that genre of music. And you know, when I was in high school, I had the opportunity to, to mess around with some of that stuff and. Um, and to make some rhymes and to make some songs with some of my high school buddies. And then uh, it kind of got a little bit more serious when I actually made some official songs. And so, uh, but, you know, when I was in Nashville, it was like country music became more important, more prominent in my in my Spotify playlist, if you will. And um, I love everything, man. I like, I, I don't have any, maybe maybe like screamo rock is the one genre of music I don't listen to. But other than that, I'm, I'm, I'm down for anything. Um. Can we describe or explain to people uh, the the background of of Young Beta and and how this all got going? Yeah, absolutely. So I had a I had a high school buddy, one of my best friends, Pat Trainer, and you know we used to sit, be, sit beside each other in science class. And me and him, he was a big hockey player. We we'd autograph our names, and um, he would just always say Young Beta, like it was like a you know after like a Young Jeezy song or something. I don't know something weird. It originated. <laughs> And uh, it stuck from there, and it was like I wasn't necessarily a rapper at that point. I think he just started calling me that. And um, from there, hit the ground running, and then you know start, started to make some songs and uh, fell in fell in love with it. It's just a creative outlet that I always enjoyed, and uh, and I always loved expressing my my thoughts through. I guess. Uh, how is the career of Young Beta going, by the way? <laughs> man, I don't know. He he hasn't resurrected from the dead yet. He's he's been <laughs> he's been buried. I don't know, man. I haven't, you know, I think, I think with, uh, with, uh, DJ Bish being around or whatever he calls himself, Bish, he's, uh, he's been, you know, having me get some creative vibes come out. He's been making some really good beats and, uh, I've been wanting to make some music here for a little while. So 
I think I may have to give him some credit for, for uh, resurrecting my career if it ever happens. We, we, we got to tell everybody to go uh, Google and listen to Top of the World. That's a good track, man. Yeah. Yes, thank you. There we go. You know, I think uh, I think it's a respectable song. People will like it. It's not terrible. <laughs> Can we play a little bit here on this podcast, or is that not allowed? No, please do. I always enjoy the the extra view, the extra listen. Um. <laughs> Do you think someday when you're not playing baseball anymore, this goes somewhere? <laughs> I think it'll go somewhere. I don't know if it'll go uh, to the to the top, to the top of the chart, but well, it'll go somewhere. I, I, I enjoy it, and I think uh, the more the more time I'll have on my hands, the more I can put a little bit of focus into it. But as I've gotten more, more maybe more serious about this baseball thing i've, I've put that to the to the wayside so <laughs> I, I will say this though i'm wondering why you're not more involved in the the brandon crawford role in this clubhouse i mean you've got actual tracks you've put out why is he in charge of all the music <laughs> you know he's got a few more years on me a few more world series rings so i'll give him control of the playlist but uh i agree i think i need a little bit more input i'll send him some songs from time to time that i think are are, are good songs that'll get the boys going and he'll he'll add them to the playlist but uh i haven't yet found young beta songs on the playlist consistently so maybe in a few years that'll happen <laughs> i i i think it should be a goal to have somebody use that as their walk up this year like to, to me that that that's just got to happen you, you've got an actual track from a teammate why isn't somebody using that I agree. I mean, it'll only benefit their their stats. I mean, it's it's proven. Young Vita songs have boosted statistics for years now. It just it needs to happen. That's right. You use it as your walk up. You'll be on top of the world. I think that's the uh, that's the ad campaign we should we should go with. But yeah, I mean, there's there's always that visual of the minor leagues guys sitting on the back of the bus playing music. What was that? You did you work on this in in like baseball downtime? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. That's essentially what you got time on your hands when you're when you're busing from Richmond, Virginia to to New Hampshire, and so uh, you got time to write some lyrics. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I I enjoyed the the thoughts that came to mind and the emotions from being in the minor league journey, and uh, it sparked some good lyrics. And so those are those are the fun times for sure. That's the that's the fun part of the process is the minor league journey. Especially as a hip-hop fan, I, I want to hear the background on this selfie video that you've got on Instagram of you and Snoop. Oh, my gosh. That's the best. I, like, have to watch that from time to time and be like, that was real. I mean, I was playing, I was playing, in, the, I was playing in the Futures game, and the Futures game ended, and right after that is the Celebrity Softball game. And some of us were, like, in the locker room, like, hey, let's go out and see it. So we walked out there, and I'm like, man, no, there's Snoop, there's uh, Jenny Finch, uh, there was, uh, I'm trying to think who else was there, but mostly Snoop caught my eye, and I was right. like, Snoop, Snoop, what's up? <laughs> and I think I just, whatever reason, I was like, yeah, like, Snoop, what's up, man? Like, I'm a rapper, too. Like, can you spit me a freestyle or something? And uh, he goes, yeah, what's your rap name, Young Beta? He goes, all right, record it. And then he literally did that off the cuff, and it was, like, the best moment of my life at that point. I, I, I mean, can can we talk for a second about the cojones it takes for someone to walk up to Snoop and be like, yeah, I'm a rapper too? So I for sure don't think that was the tone that I said it in, so I don't think I should, I should get that much credit. I think I was like, man, man, like, you know, I've, I've done some songs, like, hey, he was probably like this guy, this, this baseball player, man, what a joke. Oh, he gave me the time of day, man. What a, I, I forever respect Snoop Dogg for giving me like the the minute of his day to to do that. And uh, 
Hey, to think one day that Snoop Dogg would say Young Vita out loud on a song, I mean, or on a, on a freestyle, I think I feel like I've made it at that point. Yeah, that's pretty good. But by the way, I, there's got to be other stories here, too, in different genres of music. You went to school in Nashville, and do I have this right? You proposed to your wife in the middle of a music video? <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah, it's a little over the top, but it was. she deserved it. Uh, she had always <laughs> wanted to be... She, <laughs> <laughs> she'd always wanted to be in a music video and uh and so i set it up through a director uh, that she's worked with before on a movie and he did and, you know he was directing music videos and i said hey here's what i want to do he goes great i'll set it up and he called her and said hey we're going to cast you for a uh, lead in this music video and you know surprisingly we you know can we have your boyfriend be in it too and so she asked me and i was like no like i don't feel comfortable doing that <laughs> played it off and then eventually I gave in, and I said, yeah, we'll do it. And, uh, yeah, the, the song was great. The guy was awesome, and we pulled it off. She was completely surprised. She had no clue, and uh, it was a fun time. And it's, I'm glad we have it on video to, for, for, for us to see down the road. So that was the actual proposal. That wasn't just a music video. No, it was both at the same time. You know, we, 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 we went through the whole music video, and then what's the, what's the ending of the music video is called the cocktail scene. It's the final scene, uh, and obviously we're there dancing kind of in the middle of the room, and everybody spreads out, and the spotlight's on us as he's singing his kind of his verse, his chorus. And then I kind of give her my spiel, which she had no clue what I was saying because her head was in the clouds, and then I just got that on my knee, and she, was, she realized then that it was the real deal. So, yeah, it was all during the music video filming. <laughs> really, really good. And then... Did uh, did Smash Mouth once reach out to you to collaborate? <laughs> what, what, what's going on there? Oh, I feel like that's leaked information. I don't know if I should say anything on this. No. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this was like, gosh, I think 2016 after I put out some of those songs. And, uh, yeah, they reached out and they sent me a song they were working on. And were like, hey, we want a verse on this. And, uh, unfortunately, it never came to fruition. I, I think they shut down operations on it or something. Uh, but we need to rekindle that relationship. That was a cool moment for sure when they reached out. I mean, look at Young Beta. You got hip hop, you got country, you got rock and roll, you got all the bases covered, man. <laughs> all of them covered, man. We'll see. Well, maybe post career aspirations will come to fruition. Tyler, great, great, great stuff. Great to have you, and thank you so much for doing it. Thanks, Mark. I appreciate it, man. Always great being on with you, and, uh, and enjoyed it. And I look forward to seeing you this season. Okay, quick pause to tell you about our sponsor, T-Mobile, one of our favorite partners because of how relevant they are to Giants fans. Because you're never far from McCovey Cove when you've got America's largest and fastest 5G network. In other words, T-Mobile is your ticket to the game, whether you're home or away. The Giants are big league. Why don't you come on up and join them? Switch to T-Mobile, the leader in 5G. Fastest 5G by Open Signal Awards based on average speeds in USA 5G Experience Report January 2021. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. And now back to Inside Giant Moments. Now we get to take a peek into the future. He still hasn't made his Major League debut, but it's coming soon. Elliot Ramos is one of the hottest prospects in the organization. I talked to him about his torrid spring training performance that took Giants fans' excitement to another level. So congratulations on this spring. What's uh, What's been working? Oh, yeah, I'm just I just being enjoying the moment, you know, trying to play, just having fun, you know. You've stated that you feel ready right now for the big leagues. What, what makes you feel ready? 
You just, uh, I just feel ready for the moment. You know, I feel ready to like make my dream, make my dream come tr- come true. You know, and like just show them what I can do. You know, in the big show. Is that different this year than it has been in in recent years? And it's not different. Obviously, it, it's not different. You know, all we want is just make it to the big leagues. But now I feel like I'm mature more, and not like I grow. I grow. I like I have grown a little bit more. You know. Yeah, what t- take me through that over the last 12 months? What happened? Well, it was it was just mostly mentally, you know, like like trying to trying to slow down the game is different now, like uh listening to everybody, like catching all the advice people told me like in the alternate side like last year at the beginning of the year spring training, you know. And, I mean, I honestly just been going with the flow and, and working, you know, working hard and working on my swing, working on, on everything in every aspect of, like, baseball, you know. Yeah, you mentioned listening to some of the others who, who maybe are, are, are helping, you know, take you uh, under their wing, if you will. Who are some of those guys? Who, who's, who's been very helpful? Well, everybody been t- very helpful, like, helpful here, like, <clears throat> the coaches, they are super nice. Like, they are super nice. They know what they're doing, you know. And, like, every time I talk to them, it's like I learn something new every day. That's something that I, like, see a lot, you know, and, like, I catch a lot. What about any teammates? A- anybody in particular that's that's really connected with you? No, I, honestly, everybody. <laughs> I, I talk to everybody. <laughs> You know, you seem in watching you there. There is a different look this year. It, it, you carry yourself like a big leaguer. You have a confident look about you. Is this something that that comes naturally, or is this something you're working on? Um, I, I, that's something that comes naturally. Honestly, I don't. I don't try. I don't try to. I I want to. Uh, I want to get to know your background a little bit. Your full name is Elliot. Lemuel Ramos Lebron. Why are we calling you just Elliot Ramos instead of uh, instead of the full name? Um, nah, it's easier, I guess. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Lebron is my mom's last name, and Ramos is my dad's last name, and uh, and Lemuel is my middle name. Got it. I got it. It was a beautiful name. I just wondered how you how you selected the two portions of it that you did. It was mom. It was my mom, honestly. Um, I know you have a brother in the Giants system, but another brother who's a soccer star. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. He's the soccer. He's a star for, uh, of, the, of the Puerto Rico team. Yeah, did I did I see that he's like the uh, the greatest goal scorer in the history of the country? Yeah, he's the best athlete of the, of the family. I need to hear about that. So what was it like growing up with you three? It was crazy. I mean, they were bigger than me, you know, how it is. When you got bigger brothers, uh, it's annoying. They always they always getting in my, my skin, you know. But it is what it is. You know, they teach me a lot. Henry teach me a lot of, like, baseball and growing up, you know. Are you the middle child? No, I'm the youngest. I'm You're the, the youngest. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I have a sister. I have a sister. She's 31. I have my other brother. He's thirty. The soccer player is thirty, and uh, Henry is twenty-eight. And so they beat up on you a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. 
they always they was always in my under my skin. I'm telling you. How would you describe your relationship with all of them? It's super close. Like I always talk to them. We always, I mean, they we are like we talked about everything, you know, to each other. Like we are open books, you know. And then, how would you describe the the situation growing up in terms? I mean, obviously, this sounds like an an incredibly active household. It was always competition. Like it was always like who like Henry with Henry the most because he he's the one who played baseball, you know. So I look up to him a lot. So a lot of the times I wanted to do a lot of stuff like him playing baseball and all that stuff, but. He was mostly too like, oh, who got more power? Like, we was always trying to... I mean, I was always the youngest, so I never have power like that now. So, he better watch out now. But <laughs> <laughs> but it was always like, it was always like, you know, always trying to like... I was always trying to be better than him, but, you know, I was too too small for that. <laughs> uh, you got to watch out for those those youngest kids, though, because the, the, the big brothers beat up on them, and then... They take that into adulthood. It usually leads to pretty good athletic things. Right. <laughs> <laughs> How did you end up in baseball rather than soccer? Uh, like I told you, Henry, he had a lot of – I look up to him a lot, I'm telling you. And my older brother, he used to play soccer and all this stuff. But the thing is that Henry – like my other brother, he was always out, like – it was he used to play in Malaysia, Arabia. He played in uh, you know Salvador. He played in a lot of places. So he was all year gone. You know, Henry always came back home, and he in the off season he always worked. I went to the stadium with him all the time. Uh, like used to practice. Uh, like I shag because he didn't let me. He 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 was working. You know, so <laughs> he had to do his thing. I was shagging all the time and catching fly balls. And picking up balls and stuff. I mean, I I got to hit. Like, I hit a little bit here and there, you know. But, obviously, he had to work. And I was still little. So, and, uh, yeah, like, he teached me a lot. Like, he was always, I was always, like, following him and all this stuff. And, like, one day, my dad was like, oh, let's move to San Juan. Because in my hometown, we played baseball. But we wasn't that much, like, in San Juan. You know what I mean? So, I moved. I moved to San Juan, Guaynabo, and uh, I just started playing baseball. And I, like I always like I always like baseball. Like it's always been my dream, you know. Like I always been working in baseball. Always been, I always like hitting. I like like chasing fly balls. I like that, you know. So it's like I just decided to play baseball and like you know work hard on it. And then what does it mean to you now to get to this point and the two of you, at least to a certain degree, are, are sharing this dream together in, in the same system? It makes me, it makes me proud. You know, like my mom is happy. My family is happy. Like they, they are very proud of me, you know, and that's something that makes me, that makes me happy, you know, in the heart and everything. Like, I think about them every day, and I just wanna, you know, I just wanna, I just wanna give them the best. <clears throat> and you said you guys are close. Uh, are you still in contact on a daily basis? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, we talk every week. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And I want to know about this particular camp as well. You've been hitting the ball so well, and the reassignments came out last week. And uh, and you got to stay. You 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 were not reassigned to uh, to minor league camp. 
uh, which essentially sort of pushes you a little bit closer to, to final cut down day, if you will. What, what did that mean to you that the team did that? It just means to me that I'm just going to, sh- I'm just going to keep showing them, you know, I'm going to keep working and I'm going to keep like doing whatever they, they expect me to do. You know, I will try to, I will try to work hard. I will try to do my best. And what are your, your expectations for the early part of the year in, in terms of where you might be and what you might be working on? Like in the, in general? Yeah. Just in a general sense. Well, I'm just gonna keep working to stay focused, you know, and like that's some that's one of the things that I like like a little bit. Like I gotta like I just wanna stay focused more on all the stuff like in in general, you know, like defense, like ba- like base running, everything. Like I just wanna stay focused. I just wanna like keep improving myself, you know, and keep showing. Like I just wanna show everybody. That's all I wanna do. Finally, Buster Posey, the National League All-Star starting catcher, returned to action this year, surrounded by a number of question marks. He's answered them all. So we got his reaction to what has been a vintage performance. While we have you on the nuts and bolts of this season, uh, are are you surprising yourself at all? Um, I mean, if you would have told me I had 11 homers, uh, on June, whatever is fifteenth right now, I probably would have been a little surprised. So, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, w- I wonder where do you put the credit? Like, I mean, everyone's pointing to, uh, you know, the, the batting stance, the the new staff, new age info, analytics. What, what, where, where for you does the credit go for the success? I think it's a little bit of all of that, um, and I think a lot of it too is that. You know, physically, uh, my hip is moving the right way right now. And uh, I think I was fighting through that for quite a while. And as a, as a competitor, you don't ever, you don't ever want to, you feel like you should be able to work through anything. Um, but the reality is sometimes, you know, if your body's not moving the right way, it's just, it's, it's not possible. So I think it's, I think it's like you said, it's, it's a uh, credit to our, our staff, um, top to bottom and uh you know just physically being in a position where i feel like i can i can move through the zone like i want to as the main holdover from 10 12 14 how does this team compare with those teams what are the similarities what are the differences well i think i think number one's pitching i think that's the biggest similarity is we've and that's kind of i think i've mentioned that to somebody at the beginning of the year when we signed you know, Wood and Disco and uh, a few of the other guys that, that came on board that uh, these guys were, were guys that knew how to pitch and uh, not necessarily going to, you know, light up the radar at 95 to 100. Um, but I think we're starting to see a little bit of a, uh, a shift, you know, back to some guys that can sink the ball, run the ball, um, you know, pitch on the corners, up, down, in and out. For the past few years, it's all been velocity at the top and breaking ball underneath. And I think I think we've got guys that are maybe ahead of the curve um, in that regard. And then defense is similar. I do think we're probably, you know, up to this point, probably hitting more homers than even, yep. you know, the 10, 12, and 14 teams did. Um, but a lot of season left to go, so we'll go uh, – We'll go day by day. 
Yeah. Uh, they all look to you so much, and I know you know that. I, I, how much of a voice do you feel you have with the team, the front office? In other words, you're not just another name in this lineup. How how would you describe your role beyond hitting and catching? I mean, uh, you know, I think, Mark, it's, it's like I went back to it's about trying to win games. Um, whatever that looks like from a, a leadership standpoint, that's the way I try to approach the day, whether it's, you know, communicating with, with guys on the team or, or the coaching staff, um, whatever that may be. Um, I try to keep it as simple as that is. Um, are, are my actions right now best? Uh, are they best suited to help this team win? And if, if they are, I'm, I got to be happy with that at the end of the day. Thanks so much for listening to Inside Giant Moments presented by T-Mobile. Don't forget to give us a rating and a review and share this episode with your friends and family. To make sure you never miss these exclusive conversations each week, subscribe and follow the Inside Giant Moments podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.